Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode four, season, or sorry, episode four, season three of Bush League, broadcasting on Civil Radio 101.7 FM in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley, located on the traditional and unceded Stolo territory. I'm your host, Carl Unger, and we're live at five, everybody. Let's do it. Live at five. Live at five. <laughs> no game tonight after the show, so a bit of a bummer, but, <clears throat> you know, we got all your Canucks needs right here. One place. <laughs> That's yeah. it. There we go. Um, you know, like that. Yeah. So uh, I will obviously introduce my co-hosts, Mr. Kenny Greencourt and Mr. Taryn Midzane on the board over here. Hello. hello. And uh, we are recording. We all have our phones out. We're, you know what? Bush League's kind of getting their stuff together here. You know, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> we got all these clips coming out. Kind of know, look like we know what we're doing. I, yeah. I've been, I've been saying, that. I've been. You're, they're actually catching on to my for you page on TikTok without me even having to look you guys up now. Oh. So I wonder, if, like, yeah, I reached the big right. time. We right did there. it. Yeah, <laughs> you found. I got you guys. So you definitely have made it. <laughs> oh well. On that note, Taryn, um, this feels so counterintuitive to be sitting like this. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out for next show. But hey, the Cascades, Cascades update. How? What are we looking at for Cascades up here at UFE? over the holidays and into uh, January. Well, we're taking a little bit of break uh, during the time here, just because, you know, obviously the holidays, all this stuff. I will say that, like, for the men's basketball team, they're taking a little bit of a tumble here, sitting three three and five, Ooh. three wins, five losses. They've, ha- they've had a kind of a tough schedule, I will say that. Uh, just a lot of teams, you know, like, the, like Regina, Victoria, Manitoba, even uh, UBC and everything, they're really built teams to win championships this season, so they're they're going for it, and they've always been, like, really good, right? Yeah. Uh, women's bas- basketball side, they're sitting 7-1, and one, just behind Trinity Western, which is 8-0, and no, so, so they're in the top three in Canada West, and just behind Saskatchewan and Canada West, who are still sitting 10-0, and, oh, and Saskatchewan's just got a, a nuts team. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan here. Is that the University of Saskatchewan campus in Saskatchewan, in Saskatoon there? Yeah. Is that the one? Specifically. I've been there. It's a beautiful, beautiful campus. Yeah. I got a bunch of family there in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. (laughs) All my family's from uh, Langenberg, Saskatchewan, and then a bunch of them live in in Saskatoon now. However, the UFE women's team are specifically working they are national they are still i think nationally ranked at the top 10 i'm just trying to double check that but yeah they were yep in the top 10 number nine sitting here so awesome there we go well for those of you in the abbotsford and surrounding areas that haven't been out to watch cascades uh, uh events they, they are phenomenal it's phenomenal sporting events and they got really good uh you know competitive uh basketball team volleyball especially really good volleyball team Really worth checking out, folks. And oh, the volleyball team is—I didn't even get a chance. Like they're so good this year. They have one of the best uh, players going on. One of the uh, players, Gabriela Tia, just hit her over. She's now over a thousand kills in her total career. Wow! So they're doing that. They're we're still cur- talking about in the volleyball game. In volleyball games, they're currently fifth nationally. <laughs> that's like serial killer stuff. Right yeah. No. Here. No. No. Yeah. Just in that's some. Yeah. That's rookie numbers, man. You got to get those numbers up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they are currently standing fifth in the national top ten. Okay. So wow. Okay. That's okay. fantastic. And for a program that's only in their third year of being at that oh, really? level, yeah. of being at U Sports I level, they were longer. Wow. That's no, incredible. no, no, no. They awesome, they did, they've man. done so well. They came to play, man. They're, they're you yeah. know coming to PTF, you know. 
So, awesome. you know, uh, it, we here at Bush League, we, uh, we embrace the age-old philosophy of, uh, you know, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. And uh, in, in keeping with that mantra, so to speak, uh, I want to introduce a new segment here to Bush League, which is uh, apologies, our weekly apologies segment. So <laughs> I'm going to start that off with uh, reiterating an apology from the last one, which what was I, someone actually called me out on social and said, well, that wasn't really an apology, Carl. Yeah, okay. I'm going to apologize to Connor Bedard's family for making light of the situation around <laughs> Bedard and the Corey Perry situation. It wasn't funny. It was poor taste, and uh, I, you know, meant no ill will of that. I just, you know, I, I'm a sucker for a funny meme, and that was just... It was... It, it, I'll be honest, it took me by surprise when I first saw him. I was like, oh, you're going there. Uh, yeah. I'll give you a lot of credit for going there, and I really appreciate that you went there. But well, <laughs> that was a, that was a you know, one. if you're gonna do something, do it all in, right? But yeah. uh, but at the same time, like I said, I'll ask uh, forgiveness for that. But yeah. and then Bruce Boudreaux, hey Bruce, there it is. I love Bruce. Okay, so last episode, I was a little hard on Bruce. Said, who cares? Who cares? Now. For anyone who wanted me to get my comeuppance, I got roasted on TikTok by a user. He said, um, is it necessary to disrespect a former NHL coach? Who wants to hear a literal random dude's opinion on the radio? Who cares? He said to me, I'm like, oh. Time to unleash, yeah. <laughs> Time to unleash that. Oh, like, if you ever beautiful. disrespect the, the the voice of the radio, there you go. So, well, hey, no, I, I I'll power to him, man. He, he nailed <laughs> that, right? Well done. I think his name was the Sneaks on TikTok. So if he's he's probably not listening, he probably doesn't care for me much. But hey, shout out to him for well, when a he good listen, burn. He's a good burn gonna, is a good burn. Exactly, and he's definitely going to listen on TikTok now. So when this gets posted, <laughs> uh, you know, you'll 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 get that. It's amazing how the people, your enemies, watch you closer than your friends. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, so, you don't get famous from friendship. You get they, famous off. They of let you know, man. They let yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. We we almost need to introduce a uh, uh, an additional sorry not sorry segment to Bush League, <laughs> <laughs> just because you know it is Bush League after all. Exactly. But um, and then for shout outs, I want to give a big shout out. So I've got this new thing I'm doing where I go to spa true clinics and. Ridge and I get this neck and head massage and it started with uh, the relationship with this with this clinic was she, uh, the girl there Tara who's amazing highly recommended for any services there she um, did some laser hair removal for me making the you know the bear less berry less hairy less a uh, less hairy berry uh, so to speak and so uh, shout out to her if, if she's listening she says she follows us so there you go uh, I just want to give that a shout out there but Let's hop into Vancouver. Fantastic. I was just, but I can't. I'll be honest with you. I can't wait to hop into Vancouver because oh, I am. I am excited. Let's yeah. do this. Uh, for the first Let's time for it. a while, I've been really excited about, about our boys here. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, it's. First we're we're, we're really sitting now. Twenty-two something wins, I think. Yeah, yeah twenty-two, just, nine, and three. Yeah, forty-seven points, first place. First place Pacific, in the NHL. In the NHL total. In the NHL. Sheesh. And my guy. And. A league-leading number of goals, too. Yes. Leading yeah. goals for as well. So, we 128 go. goals this season. So, hey, lots to cheer about with the yeah. Canucks. It is it's great. I, I, I have a question right off the bat, though, is that, yes, we're in, you know, there's, there's always this talk, and you see it, I mean, from other sports at least. You know, NFL is a crazy one for it this season, NBA still. Like, season talk is so great, and winning that is everything. So, but, like, do you think that this young, this kind of team that Vancouver has, has the playoff experience to battle out with the ones that they would be going up against. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Because yeah. here's the thing. Coming first place in the modern NHL in a, in, in, a, in a conference is actually a gift and a curse. Because no matter what, you're coming against a hot team going into the playoffs. And, like, yeah. 
you know, the, the, the league is so deep now. It's so good. Like, the NHL is so good. As an example, I was going to talk here about, is Vancouver the best team in the NHL? Well, think about that for a minute. I put them at, like, with all their success so far this season, I'm putting them at, like, fifth or sixth best right now. Yeah. Not even just on paper, but just in in play. You think, like, Bruins, Rangers, Vegas, you got, I figure, their top three. Then you got the Kings and the Avalanche there. And then you got Dallas and the Canucks kind of in that. Uh, six seven spot. Or sorry, five six six seven spot. And you got Red Wings, Penguins, Lightning wrap up kind of the top ten. And then some notable mentions. Look at the Maple Leafs stacked. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oilers starting to perform stacked. Jets always a good franchise. And they're, they're all breathing down the neck of the top ten. Then we haven't even mentioned Washington Capitals, New York Islanders all starting to play good hockey. Like that's the playoffs yeah. right there. And like these are all con- almost contenders, right? Like they yeah, they could yeah. all walk into a Stanley Cup if they get a hot goalie, right? So. Where do you draw that line, right, Taryn? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you get into that first round, and now you're playing a team that just had to grind it out to make the playoffs. Yeah. You know, you could be you, you could be eliminated very quickly. You could go out in five oh, games. 100%. Listen, we all know, like, you can hit, you can catch, any team can catch fire, right? And when they catch fire in the playoffs, anything can happen. Y- yeah, and, like, look, anything. look, look at, at just, like, look last at, uh, year. Look at last year with Florida. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. like, and we I don't called like that going in. Remember? Yeah, yeah. We, we said. I think you asked. You're like, who's going to be the 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 uh, the disappointment? And I'm like, yeah. oh, Boston. Yeah, well, <laughs> Tampa were... Bay finished first uh, in the NHL years. Boston back, Maple Leafs lost yeah, in the first I, round, right? We called yeah. both of those. Right? Swept like, actually, if I remember yeah. right. So, so you don't know, but what I will say is Vancouver does. Honestly, I was actually looking at it. Uh, Vancouver has one of the best goalie tandems in the league right now. Yeah, I mean. Okay, may- you maybe I'm... Boston would argue with that, but honestly, we do. No, I, I actually disagree with Boston. I think the only better ta- tandem is in New York with uh, Jonathan Quick and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah um, absolutely. Oh. But, I mean, when's the last time we can say we had that? Like, Luongo Schneider, maybe? Like, yeah, it's well, you know what I'm time. calling them? The double Ds. The double oh. Ds. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> envious of our double Ds. That's not... You know. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. They really fill one. out the blouse, them double Ds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got to stop before we get canceled. Of all the things <laughs> I've he's said. Already, he's already setting up the apology uh, session. For yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really Weekly what it was for. Apologies. Next, <laughs> ne- next episode's apology segment. We apologize to everyone with double Ds. Yeah. No, that's actually more of a sorry, not sorry. Right? Yeah, very much, yeah. Uh, sorry, we're sorry that we're, we we said some things, but like we're not sorry that you have them, you know. It's funny. Speaking of kind of comments on TikTok and everything else, I had one where one of the guys, he's, he's an American guy, was saying that um he thinks Vancouver is one just solid trade away from being perfect contenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you agree with that? And also, I, I what what already. is that? What is that trade? So if, here's if there is one that needs to happen. What is the trade? What is the role player? Anything like that would need to happen. Listen, in my opinion, I think I think our D is rounding out nicely. We, we got to remember yeah. Susie is still out. So when yeah. Susie gets back into the lineup, that's only going to add to it, right? Well, yeah, especially I've, with Tyre Myers playing better. Yeah, paired up with uh, with uh, Zadarov. Zadarov, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, two so. big big bodies. But I think. Our How would bottom? you like to come skating up the ice at those two guys? <laughs> it has Dude, to they be look like giants on from the TV, and yeah. I'm like, well, look like NBA players playing on ice, and I'm like, what? The, what is going on here? They're just <laughs> ho ho ho, <laughs> green <laughs> giants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, the the bottom the bottom six is performing well. They got a lot of players that can roll in and out of there. Uh, I mean, that third line right now with Garland and uh, Dakota Joshua and Teddy Bluger is just awesome. Like, honestly, probably one of the best third lines in the league right now. Yeah. I I truly think that uh, 
they need a winger for PD. That's what they need. They need a top line winger. Uh, I don't know where you get it uh, because I don't know what they're going to be able to give up for something well, like that. But you what gotta about find someone who's that Marco to Washington for Anthony Manta? Oh, right. See, I've heard his name to Washington. Well, he's they're uh, they're buzzing around the the beehive there. Yeah. Um, but I I've been told the Canucks are trying to complete that puzzle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're looking for the missing puzzle piece. But I'm going to say right now, That's I don't not think a bad they, one. I don't think they should. I think even on the head. I mean, Susie comes in. We, we we're looking good on D. I think we're performing well uh, at, uh, on the forwards. I mean, it would be if we did fill that puzzle piece, we could make a run at the cup. Yeah. But I think we're you know a Thatcher Demko show away from maybe getting to the finals. Right, like mm-hmm. uh, realistically, it's a possibility. Anybody in that top ten list on the NHL could make it to the finals. Yeah, and maybe we start thinking about longevity of this club. Like, yeah. we could trade Kuzmenko for a lot of uh, for for a magic bag of beans. Right, oh, like ab- absolutely, that could grow into God knows what. So, I'm that's my personal opinion. We should be trading him to Washington, who I think would have the best interest in him. Yeah. They would value him very highly because they want him to come. Imagine how good Kuzmenko could be if he went and trained under Ovechkin oh, for a for couple sure. years. Right, Watched Ovechkin break the goal-scoring record and then comes in. That fills exactly the role. Plus, the Capitals have a really good like development base going on, so they don't need that many draft picks. Like they, they, yeah. The Hershey Bears are doing really good right now. They're like... Leading the AHL with uh, by nine points, yeah. So you know they got a good development there in Washington. So get rid of a couple. It's uh, to me that's a perfect perfect pick. I think I, we could get a first round pick for him and maybe even a late round pick. Like yeah, yeah. And, no, listen, I I think you're right, and I, I I really when I look at the lineup, like where else do you really need it? Like defense is good. Your bottom six is fine. Your third line's great. Your fourth line, you got enough players that you can round that out nicely. And I mean Nils Hoglander right now with. Uh, with Besser yeah. and uh, and Miller is just, in, I mean, Nils is incredible to watch. Like honestly, yeah. he's playing just so good. You're really just missing that one piece up on uh, up on the top line. So, yeah. But I mean, do you put Kuzmenko in the bottom six? It doesn't make sense. You also got to trade him and get someone that you can play with PD, or you put him with PD, right? I, I don't know. You can though. That's the thing. Like I don't yeah. know that other teams value Kuzmenko high enough to get that missile missing piece for him. Yeah. Which is crazy considering the season he had last year and the pedigree he has coming from you know seven years of playing in russia and like he's a star he's a franchise player i said this last year for the canucks it didn't pan out but you know like Mm -hmm. it could have with if the canucks were still a bottom dweller team like you put him on a bottom dweller team like san jose and imagine what he does down in san jose (laughs) goes off absolutely yeah for sure and but I just don't know that the Canucks are going to get that missing puzzle piece back for them. So maybe it's time to cash in those ships. Because you got to remember, teams at this point, they're again, like we said, the NHL is so competitive. Yeah. They don't want to make Vancouver better. No. At the same time, trying to make themselves better, they also don't want to make Vancouver better. So it kind of limits the number of teams you can go after. And now it's an Eastern conversation because if the Canucks are truly a contender, yeah. Eastern teams have to pay attention to that and say, well, we do we want to see them in the finals because of a trade we made with them? Yeah, you know, yeah. or something like that. So, like, I just don't know where you draw that player from. That's, that's true. That's yeah. my thing, right? So, I, I yeah, I'm and what quality player are you going to get? But he's he's yeah. definitely the yeah, he's definitely the the only one that's really going to draw any value, right? Yeah. So, speaking of value, yeah. Brock Besser. So, yeah, baby, already at 34 goals this season. Unbelievable. Uh, that's eh? his career best for a season, and we're not he's even nice. at halfway yet. I started combing. I started combing my hair back. 
to, to, to try and get the feathers <laughs> you got the, and everything. You got the flow there. You I don't do know have the flow it's been, growing, it's been growing longer. You got a camera uh, on this guy? Yeah, or what? I, I do have it here. Right okay, there, so good, we'll good. See it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. So, um, yeah, but sorry, combing it back just to get just to get that power that Besser has through the hair. You know, I'm trying hair. to get so it. So it'll be te- tearing the flow mid zane. Oh, I don't right. mind that. I, don't I mind like that. that. Yeah, but that yeah. flows off the tongue too. <laughs> oh. Carl's first punt. I need a punt counter behind me. It's like, <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> there you go. Um, go. But yeah, like Fix we're at the halfway way. mark. I'm starting to think this guy is not going to come down to earth. I think he he lives up there now. Like he's he's got like a, a home he made in the clouds, and he put in a couple guest rooms. Brought the rest of the Canucks in to stay, you know, like, like he's doing it. Like, I, I really don't know, man. I mean, the thing is, is there a better sniper that you could think of in the NHL? I mean, there are great snipers. Don't get me wrong, but like his shots are so accurate. And the thing is, he was always like this. And when he was struggling with some, some issues mentally yep. in, in the past couple seasons, one thing you always noticed, I would love to see a statistic on how many pucks he rang off posts. Oh man. I think he probably has a league leading count. Over the last two seasons for pucks off the post. So, oh, that's all. Oh, I was going to say, wow, that can't possibly be true. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I – anyways, Brock Besser, I, I really think uh, he could be – like, we've got another year on his contract, right? I think he could be what, whatever he ends this year at. On pace for, like, 70 or 60 or 70 goals. It's crazy. But yeah. let's say he finishes well over 50, right? Yeah. Somewhere between 50 and 60 goals. I think he has another 50-goal season in him next year. Those are both happening on a $6.65 million contract yeah, cap hit. Deal, eh? We're going we're gonna to pay $100,000 a goal this year for him. That's pretty incredible. Um, is that, does that math out? That math's out, yes. Right? <laughs> I trust you. As someone, as someone who... who... Hey, listen, if it doesn't, it's push leak, so don't worry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think it's, it's close enough. But as someone who, is a, who took economics and media so I can avoid taking math classes for my, grad, for my degree, <laughs> I trust you. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm typically pretty good with calculation. Usually, but, are, usually right on the money. But you, yeah. you got exactly Hershey Bears are exactly leading by nine points. Uh, in the AHL right now. Exactly so, nine points. Must be the sweater vest. I'm it so is. Yeah. That's a really nice Christmas sweater vest. Do we have a camera on you on that, on that oh, vest? Oh, yeah. Like that's, like, that's, better. Like, that's important It's beginning one. to it's look a hey, lot like I got, Christmas. I got Mario over here, okay? I respect it. I don't have a Christmas. I have just um, I just have Mountain View Brewing from Hope. Soon <laughs> the bells will shine. Oh, no. um, yeah. So, and you know what? Like the, the goal tally, as we, we're all following the NHL leaders, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Like he's up there, pretty elite company. He's up there with the twelve million dollar uh, man, uh, Matthews, right? And then yep. the, his eleven million dollar plus compatriots there, uh, you know, Kucherov, Pasternak, McKinnon. Like these are big names, and big Brock time. Besser. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's insane. And like, I just don't. I think he's he's always shown potential. I mean, this is elite stuff. And yeah. I don't know that he's in the category with those guys. But we could be in trouble with a contract here. Uh yeah. You know, yeah. but you know what? Let's not talk about that's a that's a tom- that's a tomorrow Canucks problem. Yeah, yeah. Let's just enjoy let's, it while we can. Let's just <laughs> let's just talk about the the Brockett Richard trophy, okay? Oh. And we'll go we'll go from there. The Brockett Richard. Look at Kenny let's with the pun. <laughs> now he needs a pun counter above there. Let's go. We got a comp a competition going on here, bud. Let's yeah. go. There we go. Okay, well, that's one-to-one for the pun count. Uh, <laughs> I so, just want to say just quickly in terms of where he is in the stats uh, this year for total goals. If you look at goals leader and skaters, Brock Besser is currently, uh, number, like I think, second or third, depending on which 
website you're using. So he's actually just below Austin Matthews on yeah. both counts. Yeah. So by how much? Uh, two. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, is at thirty-four. I think Matthews has thirty-seven. I thought I saw. But. Uh, thirty-four. So Bach Bressa has twenty-four goals and thirty-four points. Uh, I believe what's something. No, no, thirty-four goals. Thirty-four goals. Okay, well, it says here on yeah. NHL.com twenty-four. So they clearly got something wrong. Oh, maybe I'm but, wrong. But um, NHL. So NHL.com says twenty-four goals and thirty-eight points. My Moving mistake. Right along. And Austin Matthew has <laughs> Austin, uh, Austin Matthews. Anybody figures out that <laughs> Austin up. Matthews has twenty-six goals with thirty-eight points. You are correct, though, that according to Sportsnet, uh, Austin Matthews is sitting on thirty-seven points. But I think. Those are the two I'm looking at. So, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They're about the same, no matter so what. So 24 goals. I heard 24. Did you say 34? I heard 24. I heard 24, too. Yeah, I heard 24. I heard four. Yeah. I heard said four. I also heard that you said he's up there in the in the top goals goal leaders of the NHL this season, and you are 100% correct. He's in the top three. I, I was aware of that, yeah. yeah that's, there you so, go. There just, you go. That's what uh, I heard the most. Yeah, I flipped the deuce there. Um, <laughs> JT Miller at 46 points. He's yeah, third in baby. the NHL behind Kucherov and McKinnon as well. you got to make notable mention to JT Miller. Getting dirty in front of the net there. I like that. Yeah, And, man. Uh, you know, i got to say that that's one thing I've noticed about uh, Zadarov is he's in – in front of the net sometimes as a defenseman, but he never seems out of place in the defensive zone. He's a no. great two-way defenseman. I mean, this plays, guy is a great defenseman. He plays physical to his size, too. It's almost like like what we thought we were getting with with Myers, but never yeah. ended up getting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, maybe so, he's inspiring Myers to play better because Myers is playing has. hard. and like you know, Man, like, That could be a big shutdown line or like a, just a tough defense to play against, you know, especially yeah. if you get in the playoffs. Yeah. So, But Miller, speaking of Miller – in last night's game, I don't know if you saw that hit he took uh, in the Dallas game. He got crushed, and uh, it obviously stirred things up a bit, but he got up, like, no problem. Mm-hmm. Had a mm-hmm. decent game, but, man, he's a tough player, Miller. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he plays a, tough. He's a utility player. He was known for that during his time in New York, too, right? Yeah. So, you know, hey, hey uh, like I said, we love him right now. This could be a future contract problem, but that's a future <laughs> Canucks problem. Let's focus on right who, now. Who would think that the future could catch up to us? That's right. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Right. No. Uh, so, with the goal, with it, in terms of goaltending, so we talked about the double Ds. Yeah. Um, they really, you know, uh, you know, Demko with three shutouts now, and uh, both in the top ten for both save percentage and goals against average. Uh, you know, he is he not first. In the league for wins, I think he is. Oh, he might be. You want to check that out, there? I already got that ready. For oh, you, he's smiling buddy. at me. Am I yeah. wrong or am I right? You are one hundred percent correct. He's on fire. Sixteen already. wins, seven losses, one overtime. Yeah, baby. And yeah. also leads the league. Uh, technically ties the league for shutouts with uh, Connor Ingram. I, I hear Connor you. Ingram, Tristan Jerry, and those are the only other two that have three. Wow. Shutouts. I also hear that he leads the league in uh, locker room tap on the butt. That a boys. That's yeah. <laughs> You know what? It's a very unofficial statistic. Yeah, I, I one time, so I, growing up in sports and that, I, I one time saw a, a TikTok talk talking about how that should be considered sexual harassment for players. And um, the only thing I thought of was like, okay, I get it if like the player doesn't really, that they're uncomfortable with it, but that's yeah. a communication thing. But like, if I didn't have, like, that's how you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how you know you I would think good. I was doing something wrong if I didn't get on that. Yeah, yeah, like if someone comes up to me and puts a shoulder, and put a shoulder like, good, good play, Taryn, I'd be like, 
he can yeah. represent. I think anybody know. who's grown up playing hockey, that's, yeah, a, that's you, a pretty normal football thing. Football especially. Yeah. That's yeah. like football. That's like if you, that's part of the culture. You divide teams based off if you don't. <laughs> so, How many taps on the butt? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we can't talk about goaltending without talking about Roberto Longo getting his number, or, or oh, sorry, man. getting assigned to the, the Ring of Honor and well-deserved. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've started following Roberto Luongo on Instagram. I haven't followed him before. He's hilarious. Like, his <laughs> antics are very much up the Bush League alley. I think we might be able to squeeze him in for an interview sometime, you know? I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's, you could, you could, he'll yeah. have nothing to do with us. But he we is always funny. Reach out. I recommend following him on Instagram. He's a blast. Yeah. So that's all I'll say about that. He's, I, he's a beauty. I love seeing players in retirement or in the twilight years of their career just having having fun. Yeah. I love that. It's just... It's just nice to see them actually get to relax a bit, you know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, do you guys want to talk, say anything more about Roberto Longo, or is that it? That's a big topic. It is a big topic. I mean, he's... I don't know what to say. I mean, he's a, he's a beauty. But yeah. it's such an icon of, like, my... Like, I grew up right during that... I was finishing high school just at the time of that that, uh, that Stanley Cup run, and, and even just... The amount of times I would drive into into Vancouver and hear and hear on the radio all about Canucks hockey talk. I will say that one thing that really got tiring for me was how many people would call in and be like, "Get rid of the goalie uh, for no reason." It's like yeah, this goalie's yeah. literally saving us. Like you know, look what he's doing for us. Even yeah. after he won the gold, the gold cup, he's like, "Yeah, he won yeah. a gold cup in the IIHF, but no. not an NHL." He came but. one game away from a Stanley Cup, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and so yeah, I don't know. I just think like for like. That time that Vancouver, like you know, we talked about with Bxo when he retired as a Canuck, yeah, and that whole culture thing that he talked about, I think so much of that heart had to do with Luongo too. Oh, hundred yeah, percent, yeah. right? Even though he does kind of break the rule of captain goalie that um you always, that 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 <laughs> yeah. the bear you don't like, and fair enough, but well, it's yeah. A, I, if it, anyways, that's a topic for another day because we have discussed that at length in the past, but yeah, it just yeah. doesn't make sense, right? The goalie no, should be no, focused no, on goaltending and nothing more, and I do think that that hurt. Luongo's performance in a lot of cases because he was such a dialed in goalie when he was dialed in he was unbeatable and it pulled him out of his out of yeah. his uh, trance state a lot anyways yeah that's a hey, no, no, conversation no, for another no, day we talked about it a lot but, but I'm just saying like, are, such an iconic player and it's it's yeah. great to see that honor come oh I love it and you know you know what it it was so suiting that it was uh I think we were playing Florida right yeah. in that game too which was which was awesome that's his team right so, yeah and yeah. then during the game, I don't know if you guys remember, but during the game, obviously Thatcher Demko was lights out. It was, he got mm-hmm. a shutout in that game. But the yeah. crowd, every time Demko would do something, the crowd would chant Lou. And yeah. so he was getting Lou chants, and they asked him after the game, like, how does it feel to get Lou chants in the building? And he's like, it was unreal. Like, yeah. that, that was so yeah. cool. His, that, know, that, like, that, that post interview was like, like that was a special yeah. night. There was yeah. something you can tell something was in the air, and I just I just knew. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, he it said was cool. he could. He said in his uh, that's acceptance fans speech, doing it right. He said in his acceptance speech that he loves to see the the winning mentality in Vancouver again. Yes, he that was, was like, awesome. You know, touching on the fact he's like it was so much fun back here when we were winning, and I'm glad to see it back here. You guys deserve it. Like fans just, deserve it. Yeah, it's just yeah. awesome. After the way he's been treated by the media and the fans over his career here in Vancouver, I'm really glad to see him take that high road because. He deserves it. He's he's a legend, man. He's a Hall of Famer for a reason. Hundred percent. And uh, he's he put us in that realm. I think it was BX who said he gave us a chance to win. Like he yep. was the guy that propelled us, and made us think we had hope that we could be a contender. Yeah. Right. Without him, he didn't have that. So, anyways, oh, awesome. yeah. what, we got to move on. We got lots to cover today. Abbotsford. Um, <clears throat> you know, hey, I, 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 you were at Wednesday's game. I was at uh, last night's game, and. 
I'm telling you, they just laid, laid a beating, wow. a shellacking. I saw the score. I was like, what? To crash Tynan in the Ontario rain over the last couple days. I couldn't believe uh, it <laughs> and, I saw them. You know, it's it's a big thing that Max Sasson comes back for and – Right away, huge impact. Like yeah. He really fills in the hole on that lineup. I want to talk about Max, Max Sasson. Actually, I'm calling him the Max Sassinator now. Love it. And he's Are a, you going to get that on a jersey so we can do more? You guys can well, influence more things? <laughs> I'm just not confident he's going to still be in Abbotsford next year. I think he's going to be up How in How long is his contract? Uh, I can, I'll, give me <laughs> a second. <laughs> I'll try and find he's, that. he's emerging as a legitimate Canucks prospect. Yeah. Now, he's got a ton of skill and decent size. 6'1", you know, 200 pounds soaking wet. And he's, you know, left-handed centerman. We need centermen always up at the big club. And he's uh, he's one of those USHL development players for, who played yeah. NCAA hockey, undrafted. And this guy's th- turning into a legitimate prospect. He's not, like, I thought he was like a 28-year-old or something when we signed him. Yeah. Because based on his skill and everything, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is an AHL vet. No, he's 23 years old yeah. or something, 22 or 23. He's a prospect. <laughs> I didn't even realize this. And I'm like, wow, I've got to pay attention to Max Sasson, the, the McSassinator. Okay, so the McSassinator is on a two-year deal, uh, still technically in the quote-unquote entry-level deal. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know the nuances of that, but I think the, num- the number I've seen from multiple kind of websites here is 1.9 mil. For the two years and yeah. uh, until his until he turns until 2025 when he is about 24 years old. So he'll probably get another year with yeah. him in Abbotsford. I'm telling you what, he's going to be my. I, I think I'm getting a Max Sassinier jersey done. He's, Speaking of just iconic jerseys, before we move move on, I just want to say, I, Kenny, I've been loving the fact that every single almost every goal the Canuck, the Canuck score <laughs> in home, I get to see when they post it on the interview on their on their Instagram. <laughs> I get to see this get some jersey and you just going nuts. It's my favorite thing. I, I see it. I'm like, there we go. We we got super lu- go. super lucky on the <laughs> the teddy bear toss night where they happened to score the goals right in front of where we were sitting. So yeah, <laughs> there, there was, was a lot. Awesome. There was a lot. Yeah, we got in there twice. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think the one was Tristan Nielsen right in front of me pointing at me, and I'm like yeah. standing right there. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Anyways, so, it's a lot of fun. So the Abbey Canucks are now tied for first in the Pacific Division yeah, with baby. the Calgary Wranglers. Uh, Wranglers have a game in hand, but guess what? Guess who we play next? Calgary. Them Calgary Wranglers. Wranglers. So we got two games over the holiday break against the Wranglers in Calgary. If you need a reason to get AHL TV and watch the games, this is the Uh, one. I think they have a promo on right now, too. So get 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 those games on there. Let's support the Abbey team in the barn and on the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, like. This kicks off a five-game road stand for Abbotsford mm-hmm. with uh, one game against Bakersfield, I think two against the Firebirds, and then a couple against San Diego after that, I think. But we could easily pull three or four wins out of that road trip, right? And like out of that five-game trip. Yeah. And if we do, and if at least one of them is against the Wranglers, we're probably going to be hanging on to first place. And then after that, you know, like we we come uh, we we do four tough games at, at home against the Roadrunners and the Rain combined in those two each I think and then uh, our schedule softens like three ply after that for the rest of January so we get through this holiday rush here we could really make a run at this first place in the Pacific Division absolutely so, yeah looking really good looking really good for that Pacific Division clown crown the PD crown um. <laughs> So Archie Baines is the uh, the stud, L L Stud Mundo, and uh, you know he's got five goals, twenty one assists, twenty six points so far, tied for fifth in the AHL uh, with Adam Gaudet and uh, our buddy Crash Tynan there in 
on the Ontario Rain. So good company right there. But still way back of um, uh, Maverick Bork and Logan Stankoven, which are uh, in uh, the stars are bright late at night. Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> I've been dying to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, something happening down there in Texas, right? This is what but, Dallas needs, right? More great players. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. But they're they're Dallas. just miles ahead of everybody else. They're lighting it up this season. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's looking I, really good. I do want to say one thing about Bain. So his jump from last year to this year has been significant. Well, we talk about mm-hmm. this, I think, every episode. Yeah, like it's crazy. It's Two, just, three it's years so ago, he was playing in the ECHL, right? It's crazy. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, it's it. It's crazy. It's amazing. And he's a local guy. So it's it's yeah. so cool. And yeah. you love it. And the, the people, he's one, he's a crowd favorite. Like oh, everyone, absolutely. Loves absolutely. Things. everyone loves him. Yeah. It's, it's cool seeing. Um, I remember, I think I said it on the show one time, the, there was the, the Indo, the, uh, South yep. Asian um, parade that was going on at the yep. time, and he went there, and there was a huge just wave of people following him. And, and Should have his own float and, in that, man. Yeah, that guy's it's, a stud. It's so great. But um, Sheldon Dries, for those of you that yep. are new to the Abbotsford Canucks this season and don't realize this, two, three years ago, this guy dominated the AHL when we first kind of came into the franchise uh, with his buddy Sheldon Rempel, Sheldon to Sheldon there, and... I'm telling you, uh, he's on a tear now. So last yeah. 10 games, he's been rolling. Uh, he's creeping his way up that HL scoring leaders list. He uh, has 13 goals. He's three behind um, Yuri Kulich in Rochester. And by the way, Kulich will be uh, dressing for the Czechs at the World Juniors. Oh, nice. So watch for that. Uh, Czechs have a decent team, but boy, man, there are some good teams in this World Juniors. We're going to talk is. about that later in the show. We're going to do a whole segment on the World Juniors. But uh, I just wanted to call that out. Coolish for Ro- from Rochester, looking really good. And um, pr- prediction: I think that Sheldon Drys will finish top of the HL in goal scoring this season. Top, like total, total, top of the goal, uh, top goal scoring wow. ladder. He's not only will he finish top of the goal scoring in the HL, he'll do it by more than a couple goals. He is. He's currently sitting seventeenth over uh, in, in the leaderboards with thirteen goals and eleven assists and yeah, but points. look at goals. 13, he's I know, and I'm just saying. 13, he's only three behind Coolish for goals. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's, he's, I don't know, he's awesome. there. And just, just goals. He'll close that in five, in, just in the holidays. Yeah, just, yeah. just uh, in looking at goals and leadership, leadership of the goals, he is in the top 10, sitting at eighth. But, yeah, number 15, if you're coming to the games, that's the guy to watch. Same with you know, our buddy Tristan Nielsen. Get some. Mr. Yeah, 84, baby. he's, those are the numbers to watch. And then our Steve Baines, obviously. Number big, nine. Big guy to watch. Three six nine. Pretty sure that's actually five. is that not a line? I'm pretty sure they all play together. Yeah, which is awesome. Too. That makes it easy to really watch. Cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, that's cool. A fun, that's a fun line. You always watch. state things in the form of a question. Just say something. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you never want to put your foot on your mouth. You want to make me put my foot in yeah. my mouth. You're like, oh, you did. Well, I say it, and it's my fault for being wrong. <laughs> yeah, remember. Can, you notice he does that? I do play notice it this. Yeah, Kenny, just remember, it is your show. You're the one that's factual. Yeah. Until you're okay. not, but you usually are. It's it okay. We a- got a whole <laughs> apology segment. You can apologize after that. Yeah. Carl, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we got to put that in the apology <laughs> oh, segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to the bear for making him look bad. Yeah. All the time. I do a good enough job making myself look bad. Don't worry. So the goaltending, you know, Tolapilo is, um, you know, he's he's uh, on script. He's... Uh, yeah. You know, he understands the assignment, <laughs> and he's still. He's got you know a seven four record on eleven games as the backup goalie, 
And uh, Artis Seeloff is really heating up. We talked about in the last episode that he was heating up. He's heated up even more since then. He's had two shutouts in the past four games. And, uh, you know, he's second in the AHL with uh, shutouts now uh, behind Clay Stevenson and Hershey. Wow. And, of course, we talked earlier about the Hershey Bears having just a phenomenal season, nine points ahead of everybody else, and that uh, Washington Capitals are looking pretty good there. They should send us some prospects. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Send us some draft picks. Send I, us I'd some like draft picks. <laughs> Yeah, Kuzmenko. I could totally see Kuzmenko in the Washington Capitals uniform. Like, I just—it's like a vision for the future. I see that the red, white, and blue, reason. both yeah. the Russian flag and the American flag. Just make it go. really, really perfect. Just let it go. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, anything to say on those, Buzz? Before I move on to the World Juniors? No, nothing. I think you're like really. I've been really enjoying getting to uh, cover some of the the games as I get, as I go with both of the Cascades and and obviously with the show here. Yeah, it's been. Really, the atmosphere. I think. I think they kind of started off a little rocky, a little bit, but I think they really have found like a way to really come together again, and are yeah. just incredibly well. Yeah, their um, their development right up the lineup. Like we were talking about the bottom six in Vancouver. Like you could you could slot like six to seven players in the bottom six in Vancouver and be just fine playing here in Abbotsford, right? So yeah, Sheldon yeah. Drives, Max Sasson, those guys could yeah. slide up. I'm Absolutely. not sure Linus about Carlson, Archie Baines. Linus Carlson was already up. there, right? Yeah, but Carlson didn't really make much of an impact no. yet at the end. But he's still developing, he's still young, but they got to yeah. get him those games in there, and right? Don't forget, uh, Nils, Nils, Nils is Amon also going to be... Nils Amon is still up there, right? So, yeah, and like, he's yeah. another guy we have, like, right? Pod Colson is here still too, although it sounds like... Based on what Rutherford said in his last uh, thing, is they're going to take their time with Pod Colson like they did with yeah. Hoglander. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, their plans are not to have him in a in a bottom six role. I don't think, but uh, but even yeah. Pod Colson's look good. He, he looks good, but he he has that skill. I thought he'd be dominating the HL, and I think a yeah. lot of people did. But also, I think that's just unfair expectations to put on a kid who got shell shocked a little bit in the NHL. And yeah. hey, Rutherford's doing the right job with that development. I so, think so. Like he yeah. came out, he did come out, uh, had a pretty good start to the season before he had that really, yeah, tough, tough uh, concussion. Right? How are we doing for time there? Oh, doing good, man. We're, we're solid. Yeah, it's the problem with uh, recording moment. myself is I don't get to <laughs> see the time. Ha- see the time. All right. <laughs> yeah. My uh, favorite oh, topic juniors, in hockey. My favorite tournament. And uh, you know, before we dig into it, I'm going to give a big uh, shout out to the man upstairs there. Uh, well, God, but also my buddy Justin Orlowitz, we lost two years ago uh, this week, actually. Um, and, you know, there again, if you're struggling with depression, mental health issues, addiction, there are services in your community. Please get help. Everybody, we love you. We want you to be safe. Whoever you are hearing this, it needs to hear this. Mm-hmm. You're loved. You're valued. Your life is important. Okay? Mm-hmm. Get help. On top of that, before you start, I just want to say that Canada did just release and announce, and is up, and it was already up and running, a new hotline specifically for you for university students. For all of you here at UFV who are taking classes at Edge, don't forget about the new nine eight eight line to seek help and and communicate. Absolutely, yeah. and you know, being in university is a, a tough time for 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 people for humans. Like uh, it's a time period where you're finding yourself, and you know, if you don't feel supported and loved and heard it's very difficult to have that internal conversation with yourself. And it can be a lot of extra pressure on top of schoolwork, trying to get your career and life going. So, you know, it's, these are important services. And that's all you know. Well said. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the World Juniors, <laughs> these kids are <laughs> college kids too, and here they are on a world stage, right? Talk about <laughs> yeah, pressure. Talk about it's pressure. Yeah. Uh, um, so no Russia for the third straight year. And 
Team Canada going for their third gold in a row. Now, for those that grew up watching the World Junior Tournament, like myself, like Kenny, I'm sure Taryn has as well, although we, yeah. with a bit of an age gap here. But Hey, man, I remember going and watching the World Juniors. I think it was the Pacific Coliseum one time when it was held in Vancouver. And I would think it was like like first, like I was in grade seven or wow. something like that. And uh, it was an absolute, it's one of my favorite times I've ever been in a, in a, in a sports stadium. Yeah, well, that was during the 90s run where we won seven in a row. That was, wow. yeah, what a nut. Now, and, and the thing is, that's the thing. People kind of set that bar because we, we, when we were younger, we remember Canada always winning. But this modern tournament is not the same as it used to be. And imagine how much harder it would be if Russia was in it. Like, oh, it's big, incredible. Yeah, big but time. Th- these teams are so good. Even like Germany and Switzerland, like these teams are playing. Austria's got a great team. Sweden's and they're relegated. Really Austria's got two first round picks, they got relegated. They're not even in the the, the main tournament. Wow. We got Latvia up, so you know it's just crazy how deep it is. And yeah, um, but yeah, team kind of going for the third straight goal, unprecedented in the modern tournament format. Um, their repeat win last year was the first time a team has had a back to back win since uh, since Russia in two thousand two, and then again in two thousand three. Wow. So that was the first time. So think about that. It's 20 years without a back-to-back win. That just shows you how hard it is to get three in a row, let alone yeah. you know, two in a row, let alone three in a row. So, But they look good as always. You know, There's so much talent to draw from in Canadian junior hockey. And a lot of that has to do with the formats of things. But yeah, it, We'll talk about that a little more within how different countries handle their development of players. But... This year, we got one returning player, and that's uh, Owen Beck. So, you know, good, pl- solid player, but definitely not, like, top of the radar for this tournament. So it just shows you the young blood that's coming in. So this team is going to be good for a few years. If they don't win gold this year, they're they're definitely winning gold at some point in the next two to three years because they have a great team coming up. Uh, lots of first and second round draft picks, uh, almost too, too many to name on the Canucks roster. But Macklin Celebrini... Uh, you know, there was a lot of – he's the anticipated first row overall for next season. Yeah. Uh, a lot of controversy about him coming into the tournament because, uh, you know, it was up in the air if he was going to report, if he was going to uh, – not even going to come. And uh, he got ejected from the game today uh, for boarding oh. on a Swiss player, um, Leo, Bra- Bra- Leo Brayard. And uh, he's likely to miss uh, additional pre-tournament games with a suspension. And – you know, hopefully he's uh, in for the Boxing Day tilt against the Finns. Yeah, wow, that's going to be a big loss. Yeah, big loss. I mean, life is tough. It's boarding. You got to take player safety, and there's been some bad boards I've seen in uh, the NHL and AHL this this season. Especially you look at the the Nielsen hit at the early, earlier. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I totally it, tough to tough to lose a player for that, but player safety, right? I watched the hit over and over and over today, and like you could see the shoulder drop. After, you know, after he made the move to put for the hit. So, you know, that's tough for a forward to kind of stop their forward momentum once they realize it could be a boarding. But he shouldn't have really put himself in that position to begin with. But, you know, he's young and he's passionate and he'll deserve what he gets. But I also, you know... I don't think he did it with ill intent. It wasn't yeah. one of those type of hits where he was trying to hurt someone. No. But, you know, you need to send a message, and he needs to learn to lay off that check. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. is uh, is Leo uh, Ballard okay? 
Brillard? I haven't heard much. Like, honestly, I kind of saw that broke uh, an hour before I drove out here. So okay, maybe mm. take a look and see if we can get an update on that, Taryn. Yeah, I'll see if I can yeah. anything. And then, um, but yeah, I mean, like Kenny said, huge loss if he doesn't. I think he'll yeah. be back for the opener. And but you, know, you know what? Sorry, Carl, just to touch on that. That That is kind of the, the downfall to, to playing hard too, right? Like, he is a yeah. player that plays hard and kind of plays on that, that edge and sometimes that that kind of stuff happens, right? So Especially at that age, is, right? Because yeah, they haven't learned when to back off. Exactly. Because at the time he started the hit, it wouldn't have been a board. Yeah. But because of the way the Swiss player was going after the puck with his head down, turn, body turned against him, you know, it's not like the Swiss player was trying to do that either. Yeah. But it, it just happened. But yeah. the professionals learn not to do that, or at yep. least the, the, the classy ones, right? How to manage it. And so at that age, that can happen, especially when they're playing hard, because not a lot of physical kids at that age anymore. But mm-hmm. anyways. By, uh, by the way, Braylord, uh, eight, 18 years old, he will be ready to play for December oh. 27th. All right. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. nothing, nothing crazy. He did not return to the game following pro- medical protocol and procedures, but... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. His head, head went in hard and snap his neck snapped back. So yeah. probably concussion protocol. Swiss head coach says that he will be in and f- at full tilt on December twenty seventh. Yeah, and awesome. they have different protocols at the international level now. So some teams have different protocols. So it's, it should be standardized, in my opinion, especially for the tournament itself. Mm-hmm. But like when you're in those pre pre uh, tournament games like that, it's kind of up to the organization to decide those factors. And I think there should be some rules around that. But anyways. Uh, I'm sure that'll happen. That'll emerge just with the way the the IIHF is making safety a priority. But I want to just say, wait till Canadians get a load of this kid, okay? Yeah. Like, they're going to be sitting there going, Connor who? <laughs> like, I'm not even Oof. kidding. He is, he is good. He's a run-and-gun forward uh, with a style of play that's just perfectly suited to the modern NHL and even more suited to this tournament format. So he's going to go on, like, lighting it up on fire. I, I just can't wait to watch him play. He's w- another one of those big talents coming out of the North Shore Winter Club. That's where Connor Bedard came out of as well. Mm-hmm. we got to start making more trips over to North Van. That's yeah, where we, we should be covering this. Yeah. Forget right? the yeah. Abbotsford Canucks. North Van. <laughs> that's where it's at. So shout out to the North, North Shore Winter Club for producing some world-class talent. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, he's playing. Sorry, go ahead. So shout, shout out to that coach. And then that whole development side that they have out there. Yeah, we have to book up his name at some point and mention that. But, but yeah, Macklin Celebrini, he's uh, someone to watch. He's playing in the NCAA uh, for Boston University, another hotbed for hockey development. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to see what he does in this play in, the, in this tournament. Um, Matthew Savoy, right? He's uh, ninth overall pick for the Buffalo Sabres in yep. 2000. In 2022, so two two drafts ago, uh, he's had two consecutive 90 plus point seasons in the dub uh, with uh, who's he played for? Uh, I think Halifax, but uh, he adds a lot of grit to the team and uh, he battles hard for the puck. So I'm uh, you know excited to watch him play. Um, anybody standing out to you, Ken? Uh, no, honestly, I'm, I'm excited to see Celebrini. Honestly, that's my, like, I really am. I've heard a lot about him. I've never seen him play, but, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun tournament. There's some good players. I had, uh, I remembered this guy coming up, Jordan Dumais, or Dumais, Dumais, like, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yes, yes, yes. He came up last year because he was the last guy cut from the team and, uh, he was leading, like, he was like just dominating the QM. JHL 
and he's been doing that for like three seasons now. So he's had 325 points in 193 games in, for the Halifax Mooseheads. Sorry, wow. that was that was a Halifax one I was looking at. I apologize. Yeah, I'm not sure where who Matthew Savoy plays for. Uh, well, is he? Uh, he might be down in. I got a guy over here that can oh, check well. for you. If That's you okay. But uh, yeah, but Jor- Jordan Dumais definitely looking good for the Halifax Moosehead. Uh, plenty of production. Uh, he played second fiddle there last year to Bedard uh, in the um, like the overall uh, points production for the junior leagues. And uh, yeah, then he didn't make the team and all this stuff. So he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, right? Yeah. He's a kid to watch. And there's talks that he'll be playing on that on a line with uh, with. Um, That's a good call out. Yeah. He'll be playing on the line there with uh, with uh, possibly Maybe. Savoy Maybe. and Celebrini, but they're saying so they've they've been toying with that. But I think if him and Celebrini are on the line together, look out. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All yeah. right, I got my eyes on him too. Uh, the American team is stacked, so you know the USHL um, like that that program. Is and I was trying like hell to sorry like heck to find this stat earlier. Is there's a connection to the Herb Brooks uh, Miracle on Ice with the modern uh, USHL, and I couldn't find it. I Google and Google. I remembered somebody telling me about it. It was like a couple of one of the players or somebody from that. Or it's like it started at Herb uh, at the uh, Miracle on Ice program. And it's really resonated down. And that's why you're seeing such great hockey at the NCAA level. And it's just the way they're developing that U.S. team for the juniors. It's more of a team approach than it is getting the best players, you know, from around the program. And that was where, where, you know, Miracle on Ice came through was from that. And, you know, that it's a very... The university programs are kind of lacking here in Canada yeah. and in other hockey markets around the world. And I'm sitting here wondering why, and I'm, I'm kind of wanting to see something change with that. Because when you have a player, uh, you know, these, these key Canadian players going to play in the NCAA, it's like, why mm-hmm. are they not playing in the NCAA here in Canada? There's the university teams across Canada. And a lot of these players get stuck in having to make a decision between playing in the Canadian Junior Leagues or going to college, right? Yeah, they don't yeah. get to do, it's hard, you can't do both. And I I don't know, it makes it di- difficult. I think you're compromising the future a little bit. And that's part of the reason why we have a lot of guys, like beer league guys in, in Canadian hockey who have mental health issues and feel like the world got away from them. Because, you know, it's not, I don't know, as a hockey program, as a country, we should be taking better care of these uh, ex-athletes that are, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make it pro, and then we're not giving them a lot of options after they don't go pro. Whereas the U.S. has it dialed in; their development program is dialed in. If you don't go pro, you're going to have an education. Yeah. You, or you, yeah. or if you don't want an education, you'll still have a really good chance of going playing the ECHL, making a career off hockey. A lot of Canadians don't get that opportunity, and as well as like the price window for university. You think of like how many scholarships could be done for hockey scholarships? More student, more people yeah, getting education sure. and chances to play, not just mm-hmm. play, but also just a chance for an education. Where some people have to, in Canada especially, have to make the choice between I need to put all my money into making sure that you can play hockey, yeah, so I can't afford post secondary, yeah, because yeah. I can't do that, and that yeah. helps take that away, <clears throat> take those pressures away, or lower them down at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, we need the. <clears throat> Pardon me. 
we need to stop thinking of university hockey as an afterthought here in Canada. But that's just hey, that's another conversation for another day. But uh, and then we got the t- the American squad. Sorry, I do want to say one thing about the the development team. Uh, well, not just the development team, but the the U.S. team. Uh, they are deep, and uh, Vancouver Canucks have a, a really good prospect uh, from the U.S. that actually didn't make the team, and he's got 55 points in 34 games as a defenseman. He leads. I don't know if he leads, but he's one of the top players in the uh, in the OHL, and he didn't make the team. So, yeah, not, I mean, there was a lot of talk about that, it. but we won't get into all the details that were coming up on social media. But honestly, uh, yeah, when you take a look at all the point totals so far for all those defensemen that are that are on that team, he he's got some of the yeah. best numbers. So, anyways, a good pickup for the Canucks, though. Yeah, for sure. He's developing well. And speaking of the Canucks, let's talk about uh, Team Canucks. I mean, Team Sweden. Yeah, <coughs> yeah pretty much, eh? <laughs> At the World Juniors. So, the host country, uh, you one. know, they got uh, Hugo Havlet uh, playing goaltending. He's a spry, 5'10", 180-pound kid. And uh, he's one of those one of those guys like uh, Mikey DiPietro was for, for Canada. He didn't have a great tournament that year. But, you know, like where he's one of those smaller goalies that can just – absolutely dominate but if he gets up against like real snipers it could unravel for him because he's full of holes he's not a big goalie and i think he i here's my thing with team sweden so i like team sweden's chances i like team usa's chances and i like team canada those are my three front runners for the tournament win um going in the broadcast i wrote down team sweden team sweden as my prediction I, you know, I've been really torn on this all day. I think I'm certainly more towards Team Canada is my prediction for a winner, but it's so hard to go three in a row in this tournament. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, I just think this goal, the goaltending in Sweden is going to hurt them. And I think they're going to get through the, like, the, I think they're going to blaze through the opening rounds. Yeah. I think they're going to go, you know, probably not get called on it until like the semifinals or the finals if they come up against a really talented squad like US or Canada. Uh, or even Finland. Like, Finland's got some good snipers on it, too, and yeah. Czechs do. Like, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I, my, my prediction, as it stands now, would be to see uh, Sweden and Canada in the final. Oh, that would be, awesome. be a fun one. That would be, be awesome. a fun one. Yeah. I mean, I am excited to watch Sweden, though. Like, with, with the Canuck prospects that are going to be playing on that team, it's going to be fun to watch, right? Yeah. Well, I, hey. like, I want to see what LeCarrie Mackey can do this year because I've heard he's had a heck of a season. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, he's, I think he's got, like, uh, around 16 points in 24 games or something like that. And he's, but his, just his shot and uh, the way he's playing from what I've been hearing is just, is awesome. So I'm super pumped to see him play. Well, he's also joined by two other uh, 2022 first round picks. Uh, Liam Omgren, who's a uh, Minnesota wild number 19 uh, okay. in the draft. And then Noah Osland, who's Buffalo Sabres draft pick. And they're all in the same line. And they call these guys the um, uh, Jurgården, the Jurgården trio, oh, okay. over in Sweden. And I guess they played on the same team for a couple years as a line. So wow. like this is a line that has a lot of chemistry, a lot of history, and they're stacked. So watch out for Sweden. Like I, I, I don't know. They they look really good. Plus we got EPD, uh, the other Elias Pettersson. I call him EPD Elias Pettersson defense. Oh, EPD. and okay. uh, you know we get to watch him. See, see, and... I, I was going with with EP forty two. Oh, EP forty two. I like that. So too. like EP forty, but the second one. <laughs> there EP you go. Forty two. <laughs> Anyways, we'll let you guys vote on social. Okay, and you let us know. <laughs> put, the, put, the, put, the, put the polls up. <laughs> uh, yes, and then um, 
first rounder, number 11 overall, is uh, Tom Willander. Yeah. Wielander. Sorry, Tom Wielander looks good as well. Um, but, yeah, no. Honestly, just uh, just as we recap this this World Juniors, it's kind of exciting to hear the names like Lekaramaki, Willander, Pedersen, Bruce Davich, the guy I was talking about. Like, yeah. These are all prospects that are coming up the chain, and yeah. they're they're good. Mm-hmm. Well, because mm-hmm. of the style of the Swedish program's development, um, you know, it's almost not, it's a little bit of unfair advantage to Sweden because they have such a good professional program that doesn't classify as like professional here. So they can yeah. still go play in the tournament. And, uh, you know, thankfully they don't have uh, Leo Carlson, who's off to a rock and start down in Anaheim, oh, or that gosh, could be even yeah, stronger. No uh but it is a big advantage, similar to the Team USA with the NCAA players. Like NCAA yeah. hockey is every bit as good as you know the AHL level right now. So you know this is really strong player development. And then you get guys like the like teams like Canada without Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, Shane Wright, yeah. Kevin Korshinsky, Zach Benson. Like these are all guys that are age eligible and but can't play yeah. right because of yeah. uh, their their uh, eligibility's not fitting because of their of their uh, NHL experience. So. And then, like Slovakia, they're there again. Like they've got uh, a couple guys there. They're top top players that are doing well, and they're not going to be playing the tournament. Whereas Sweden doesn't lose that as much, you yeah, know. And yeah. same with USA. So it's a little bit of an unfair advantage to those teams. Uh, Slovaks look good too. That's another team. Jeez, it's going to be a good world junior, yeah, man. Fun. What's your fun, what's your prediction, Los? Uh, my prediction is Canada Sweden final. But ah. like I said, sleeper pick is Slovakia. Yeah. Notable mention is USA, and winner. Probably Sweden. <laughs> so we going to Winter Sweden? Okay. Yeah. That's that's like hearing everything after hearing everything you guys just ran down. I yeah, that's a good one. Um I do have one thing to say though. Just you you mentioned about looking up the North North Shore Winter Club. Uh their assistant director of hockey, his goes by the name of Evan Richardson. Played, grew up in Nanaimo, played all across there in the midget leagues, went into to spend some time in Victoria, booked for the B, play for the BCHL. Uh, also, during the time, he during some of that time, he won one World Junior Championship gold medal in 2012, followed by a silver medal in 2013. Then, then went to play uh, something that you would really appreciate, NCA Division One college hockey at Boston. Yeah, and, Boston and University. Got a, got a degree, went and finished his final years at Connecticut, played some professional stuff out in Europe, then took over for, uh, and then eventually took over um, North Shore Winter Club. And then follow up with some development coaches here. You got Sven uh, Buchensen, who's kind of head of development. And then you just have a list of former kind of similar similar tier as, as so Evan Richardson. That's crazy. Coach. So yeah. that's, that's showing development related to yeah. NCAA, the USHL. We're just talking yeah. about yeah. that's the strongest development program in the world. I yeah, agree. and actually, most of the most of the developing coaches here that I'm looking up has spent time in, in has been has spent time from uh, NCAA coaching, either either working as coaches or work playing or playing, as well as spending time a lot of time in the development leagues across Europe, where a lot of those wow. NCAA players end up going to. See, that's okay. awesome. So, just to summarize it up for anyone listening here, the our, our six listeners. Um, you know, hey, that goes up one every episode. I have noticed that trend. <laughs> but uh, the for what Taryn's saying there is the North Shore Winter Club, our Winter North Shore Winter Club, who's produced Connor Bedard and now uh, you know, um, uh, pardon me, Celebrini. Uh, yeah, sorry, Celebrini, and uh, so I'm trying to think of the other guy who went in the draft two years, three years ago. Anyways. 
basically they've produced three top draft picks in the last like four years. Yeah. Not maybe not number one, but you know what I'm saying, and they're connected to the NCAA. So it just shows you that that's what that's where it's at right now. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't summarize that very well at all. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what happens. I'm like, let me let me uh, man speak that for you, and then I completely <laughs> let me simplify it. it. Exactly, let me simplify it by making it more difficult to understand. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but that's that's what it is. But what are you guys' prediction for the tournament? What do you guys think? I I, I completely agree with you. After everything, I, I can well, see Sweden I take it, but would I'd like take... to see Canada win it. Yeah, I'm a I'd like but to I'd see... love to see Sweden and uh, listen. Macklin Celebrini is a special talent, and he could mm. be he could be a game changer, right? So, but that would be fun to watch those two go at it. Yeah. I think that'd I'm be good. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think that'll be what we'll see. But hey, well, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Everybody enjoy the World Juniors. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're gonna sign off for here. Uh, we are broadcasting from Silver Radio 101.7 FM. Uh, coming up next, we have uh, Chill Rose Place. Chill Rose Place every Friday. Drunko. Love those guys, and uh, we're gonna. Yeah, it's one guy, right? So, yeah, just DJ Darko. Yeah, DJ Darko. Yeah, he actually so. just passed him when he was coming. Oh, was that him? That was, that was I, oh, yeah, that was DJ legend, Darko. The legend. Man. Yeah, that was him. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, so we got Chill Rose Place coming up here on Civil Radio one hundred one point seven FM in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley, broadcasting awesome. from traditional unceded Stolo territory. Uh, for my co-host Kenny Greencorn, Taryn Mizane, I'm Carl Lundgren, signing off for the holidays. Enjoy the World Juniors, folks. Yeah. We'll talk to you in the new year. Merry Christmas, everyone. We were supposed to play this before my segment. Oh. This well, is Bush League. No, it's my fault. I, yeah, that's funny. It's never too late. It's never too late. It's though. never too late, Carl. We're going to play this before the segment. <laughs> yeah.